We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alexander, got it! Very nice early post-up by Adams working inside. Whistle and one! Oh! And T. Ferg rocking the rim! What is up, everybody? Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. This is your boy, Jacob. I'm coming live to you. It's a little after midnight here in the Thunder. Drop a second game in a row in Staples Center. They lose 107-112 to to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's two games back-to-back. Another close one. Thunder had a chance down the stretch here. Had the game down to a two-point game. With about 90 seconds left for LeBron James. Uh, I think actually misses a shot. There's a scramble for the rebound. It gets tapped out. And of all people, Contavious Caldwell Pope, or as uh, Michael Cage called him tonight, uh, Caldwell Contagious Pope hits a big three, put the Lakers up five, uh, and essentially closes the game out. So Thunder drop to five and nine on the season, zero and six away from Oklahoma City. This team has not yet won a game on the road. So before we get any deeper, I want to let you guys know real quick. You can subscribe to us if this is your first time listening. We are anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We are also part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And this episode tonight brought to you by Untuck It. I'll talk a little bit about them later on. But make sure you go subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Drop a five-star review. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go look us up. Join along. We do a podcast for every single Thunder game, post-game podcast. We also have a big weekly podcast that drops on Monday mornings. So a lot of content for you as we go throughout this Thunder season. 
few themes I want to talk about this game tonight. And we're going to keep this this podcast relatively short since Taylor got you guys with the Clippers pod yesterday. I'm getting you with one today. This one will ho- hopefully hold you over until the Thunder play again on Friday. They get a rematch against this Lakers squad that, that they actually played pretty decent against. But let's start off. My first theme is rebounds. Uh, the Thunder tonight out-rebounded. 39 rebounds for the Thunder, 46 rebounds for the Lakers. If we look at offensive rebounds, Lakers got 14. And that just created a ton of extra shots for the Lakers. And this is becoming a theme where the Thunder are getting out-rebounded by about 10 boards per game. It's not good. It is not good. It's it's a bad trend. And it's honestly, it's a kind of weird trend because... The Thunder have been one of the best rebounding teams in the league for like the past three or four or five years. Especially, they've been top one or two in offensive rebounding in the past three, four or five years. And that has just fallen off of a massive, massive cliff. Um, it's, It's staggering. And I know Russell Westbrook completely controlled the glass whenever he was in Oklahoma City. But you would think with Russ leaving that a monstrosity of a man like Steven Adams would get on the glass a little bit more and do a little bit better. Uh, He has not. Steven Adams tonight, six rebounds. um, And and, and that's just not going to cut it, right? Nerlens Noel has eight rebounds tonight. Um, Eight was the highest rebounding total for the Thunder. Offensive rebounds just, just killed the Thunder tonight. The Lakers got so many extra shots off offensive rebounds, so many second chance points tonight that it just it, it, it kills your team. Um, there's they don't have second hand or second chance stats, second chance points on here, but it was massive. Couple that with another theme would be the Thunder's turnovers. So they tied the Lakers with turnovers tonight. Both teams had 16. The problem is when they turned the ball over, the Lakers were able to get out in transition and get easy buckets. They were just outrunning the Thunder down the court. And maybe that's that's the what comes when you play a second night of a back-to-back. Thunder have tired legs. The Lakers energized at home, got out and ran a lot. But they were just beating the Thunder down the court nearly every time, off rebounds, off off inbounds, off turnovers, and and just killing the Thunder. Lakers end up with 27 points off the Thunder's 16 turnovers. The Lakers also turned the ball over 16 times, but the Thunder only got 11 points off of that. It's not going to cut it. That means the Thunder get outscored by 16 off of turnovers. And and that's the ball game for you right there. I mean, flat out simple. That's, that's the ball game. And so... Those two things, offensive rebounds and turnovers, led to the Lakers taking nine more shots than the Thunder tonight. They shot about the same percentage. Both teams were at 48% from the field. But when the Lakers get nine more opportunities to score, that that's the difference in the game. That's that five-point difference plus some. If the Thunder don't turn the ball over as much or don't give up as many offensive rebounds and they even out, how many uh, field goals each team had, if they make that number more equitable, this this game probably goes to the Thunder tonight because they did play good defense. So it's it's just one of those things that 
maybe this is just how this team is. It, it, no fault of their own. It's just it, it's just who they are. Um, but it's kind of frustrating and it's and it's weird to see. A couple of players I want to talk about. Speaking about themes, one theme that has really started to to come to fruition as this season has gone on is the disappointment of Steven Adams. It culminated tonight with Adams getting benched to end the game. And this Steven Adams thing is really weird to me. Tonight he played 24 minutes. Noel played 24 minutes. But Noel closed the game instead of Adams. Um, Noel shot 7 of 11 from the floor for 15 points. Adams shot 1 of 3 for 2 points. Uh, Noel, 8 rebounds. Adams, 6 rebounds. Adams did have 4 assists and Noel's 1. But Noel had three steals. They both had zero blocks, right? And and Nerlens has just been more active, more mobile, and I I don't understand what's up with Stephen Adams. In the preseason, he looked like an absolute monster, and now it's like he can't really run, he can't jump, he can't catch the basketball. If he does manage to catch the basketball, he can't put it in the hoop. I wonder if that knee contusion is still lingering and bothering him. It really stood out to me tonight when Shea Gilgis-Alexander drove to the rim, put up a, a layup high off the glass. It bounced off the rim. Adams was seriously standing right in front of the rim to jump and just tap the ball in. And he got out-rebounded by Alex Caruso. And yeah, I know the jokes about Alex Caruso, and I know Alex Caruso is like low-key, a little bit athletic. But seven foot one, 260-pound Steven Adams got out-rebounded by a point guard when Adams was at the front of the rim. Like, something's just not wrong. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's physical. I think part of it has to be physical because you don't just lose your ability to jump that much. It's weird. I know a lot of Thunder fans, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening to this podcast, uh, have probably said to yourself at some point, hey, Nerlens Noel is maybe better than Steven Adams. Now, in the moment in this game, yes, he was. So far this season, Nerlens has probably performed better than Steven Adams. I think Steven Adams is the better player, and I don't know what's going on with him. It's a little concerning. It is a little concerning. Another theme I want to talk about as far as players, there's like three or four player themes I want to talk about. The next one, Terrence Ferguson. My man gets crapped on so much. Did he have a good offensive performance tonight? Hell no. One of seven from the field, one of six from three, one rebound, one assist, one steal, three points. That is not a good offensive line at all. He missed a ton of good looks, missed them all, only made one of them. But man, this kid can defend the hell out of people. I mean, 24 hours ago, he defended Paul George for 35 plus minutes. Tonight, he comes in, he defends LeBron James for 30-plus minutes. I mean, good Lord, you want to talk about going through the ringer. And the Paul George matchup is okay for Ferg, but LeBron is so much bigger than Ferguson. LeBron has 45, 50 pounds on Ferguson. And I thought Ferguson did a damn good job. He moves his feet so well. He slides through screens. He stays in front of the ball. Rough night offensively for my guy. 
but he has been grinding defensively. And if he can start to find his stroke and kind of get going a little bit, I think seven, he took seven shots. I think seven, eight shots a game for Ferguson is good. Right. I think that's really good. Two shots per quarter on average. I think that's really good for Ferg because of how gifted defensively he is. He just didn't hit his shots tonight. You know, if, if he hits those open ones and hits two threes and, and his, one shot that wasn't a three and has eight points tonight on uh, four of seven shooting, eight points on seven shots. I think we're all pretty happy with that, right? So rough night from Ferg offensively. That's become a theme, but defensively, I think he doesn't get talked about enough. I've mentioned this a lot on this podcast. He doesn't get talked enough, talked about enough defensively. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Let's talk about him real quick. Seems like he's kind of on a downward trend. He's he's struggling to be efficient right now. He's struggling to finish inside. What I noticed tonight was Shea, early on, attacked the rim with intent to score after missing some layups, getting his shot blocked, turning the ball over a little bit. He started to attack with intent to distribute. And he threw some really nice passes and his teammates missed some of the shots that he set them up for. And that's going to happen. But four assists for Shea tonight, five rebounds, 16 points on 16 shots. Now that's not good. He shot five of 16 from the field. Not good, right? That's not efficient at all. But there were like in that late third, early fourth quarter, he had two drives to the basket where he tried to lay the ball up high off the glass to beat the shot blocker. And they just rolled off the rim. Just unlucky rolls, right? He just couldn't get stuff to drop. If he gets those shots to roll in, and let's say he makes those two extra layups, and he ends up going 7 of 16 for 20 points, that's not a bad stat line, right? And that's just those two layups that rolled out. He was 4 of 4 from the free throw line. 2 of 6 from 3. It's not terrible. That's 33% on the night. That's not awful. He's shooting about 40% from the season. It just feels like Shea started off the season so high that he's now reverting back down to the means a bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. The kid's 21 in his second year. It's not supposed to be easy, right? I, I, I even get caught up in this that we see these other second year players like Trey young, like Luka Doncic. And we think, man, why can't, why isn't Shea doing that? He's not, he's not good. No, Shea's going to be fine. And a lot of people, a lot of really smart people, a lot of people in the league, a lot of coaches in the league believe that Shea's going to be a future all-star. But he's a 21-year-old second-year player who's seeing almost double the minutes he did last year. He's doubled almost every counting stat from last year. He's, He's not going to be great, right? He's going to be up and down. That's just, that's the nature of a young guy, going to be up and down. So... Does it suck that he's on a struggle the past week? Yeah, I'd like to see him play better. But if you just are kicking ass every game, there's there's really no growth taking place, right? Growth always takes place in the struggle. And through the struggle, Shea's growth is taking place. And me personally, I feel like I'm seeing him make better passes, drive with the intent of knowing that he's going to be able to collapse a defense and kick out to other guys. He's becoming more cerebral, and that's a positive thing, right? I'm okay with Shea struggling in November and December 
of his second year when he's 21, when this team's not supposed to compete anyways, when that struggle produces growth for him. So two years from now, whenever he's going into a contract year and we're about to sign Shea in restricted free agency, we really, really start to see this guy blossom, right? It's a process and it's going to be an up and down process. Speaking of up and down, freaking Dennis Schroeder, man. Freaking Dennis Schroeder. This guy will go a game and shoot like one of 10 for five points and be awful. And then tonight he comes in and goes 12 of 20 for 31 points, four rebounds and an assist. Where the hell did that come from, right? I mean, Shea was, or not Shea, sorry, Schroeder was cooking tonight. And even in games where Schroeder has a game like this where he goes off, his up and down variance is like, it's crazy. Um, he's having a great, great game in the first half. He's killing it. He's got 20 points in the first half. Great decisions, pulling up when he needs to, moving the ball when he needs to, looking good. And then at the end of the first half, he just decides that I guess he's going to shoot a pull up Jay with seven seconds left on the shot clock or on the game clock, misses it. It's a bad, ill advised shot ends up in a run out for the Lakers for a dunk. Five-point swing. And she's like, man, you've been playing so good. And then you just, you, you screw it up. But overall, great night from Schroeder. I wonder, he he's scoring the ball pretty decently. I wonder if he may be the, the first Thunder player that gets traded. I have no evidence to back that up. I have no sources. I have nothing. Just my my brain, which is a, is an interesting place to be sometimes. I don't know. Maybe he's the first one to get traded, right? He's playing good. Maybe Nerlens is the first one to get traded. He's playing really good, right? So it, just an interesting thought. A um, couple more things, and then we'll get out of here. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for the night. So the holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to buy gifts. What better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, Untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter the size. So you look good, casual, and sharp. Ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. That's because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt that's actually designed to be worn untucked. And with the holidays near, there is no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. So I wore a button-up shirt tonight that was untucked because before the Thunder game, I had to head out to the OKC Blue game and cover that. Got to talk to Lou Dort again. Really nice guy. And I wore an untucked button-up. And if you guys follow me on Twitter at all, you know that I've dropped some weight. I'm down 35 pounds now. Feeling really good. But these shirts, they it's an awkward fit. Like they're a little too long or they're a little too wide. With Untuck It, you don't got to worry about that. You don't have to worry that about them looking baggy, bulky, long, too big ever again. Because they have tons of different options for you. So whether you're shopping for your perfect holiday gift for someone else or you're like me and you need to snag a few new button-ups because your body's changed, 
Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at your checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com. Use the promo code BLUE, 20% off. All right, last couple of things I wanted to go over before we get out of here for today. Uh, First one is we get to play this game right back on Friday night, right? And so the Thunder, I mentioned at the top of this podcast, zero and six on the road this year. That means all five of their wins have come at home. They're five and three at home. So they're going to come back home. And I think this is going to be a really good matchup because it was a good matchup tonight. One thing that I think will help them when they get back home as well is Hamadou Diallo should be healthy and ready to go, which means you're playing Hamadou Diallo off the bench instead of Abdul Nader, which should go a long way in helping this team. So that'll be fun. Also, Thunder fans, I know watching this team lose is something we're unaccustomed to. It's something that kind of sucks. But man, I tweeted tonight towards the end of this game, this team never quits, and that makes it really fun to watch. This is a team that focuses on the defensive end, they share the ball, they play hard, and they play till the final whistle. They're never going to give up. And that makes it fun to watch. Like this Los Angeles game and last night's Los Angeles game, the Lakers and the Clippers, Thunder lost both of them, but they were really fun games to watch. They were competitive. The Thunder were clawing and fighting and nearly got the game both times. Lost both games by combined, like, what, eight, seven points, something like that? It's a fun team. It's a fun team to watch. Don't lose hope because, hey, here's the thing. They lost tonight. Better odds for better ping pong balls to win the draft lottery, right? And is this team going to make the playoffs this year? Probably not. Is this team going to trade away some of its better players? Yes. But the idea is not to try to just squeak into the playoffs now. The idea is to get back to legit title contention in the future. And to do that, you have to get good draft picks. And to get good draft picks, you have to lose games. So don't give up hope, though, Thunder fans. This team is fun to watch. They're a hard, scrappy group. And my one piece of advice, because I actually had a, had a talk about this with a family member recently. My one piece of advice is stop watching the games just for wins and losses and find things to enjoy within the game, like watching young guys develop. It's one of my favorite things to do with the Thunder, even when they were competing for titles, to watch guys like Shea, like Hami, like Baisley, like Ferg, like Burton, to see them grow over time and see them develop uh, really enjoyable, right? And those are the things that we need to focus on more than the wins and the losses. So that's all I got for you. I'm going to pump some outro music and let's get out of here, guys. One more time. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Really appreciate you all. If you haven't already, go subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Drop a five-star rating while you're at it. We are also all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us. Just search The Uncontested. We'll pop right on up. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your brother or your sister. I don't know if your dog listens to the podcast, but get your dog on us too. 
We appreciate you all. Have a great rest of your week. If you're in Oklahoma City, it's supposed to get kind of cold. So uh, bundle up. Thunder play again. Rematch with the same Lakers team Friday night. And we'll be back at you with another post-game podcast. So until then, take it easy. As always, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.